Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Who is he? Wait, is he coming over here? Hey there, Super Charmers. Welcome back to the Wooist Podcast, the podcast where we help you become the hero of your own love story. In today's episode, I have someone really awesome named Michael McDonald, and he is the integrity coach, writer, facilitator, and speaker, and he works with conscious leaders and entrepreneurs to help them transform their lives and their work from the inside out. Hey there, Michael. How are you doing today? Hey, Patrick. I'm great. <laughs> good, good. Thank you for having me on the show. Yes, you're, you're welcome, Michael. You're happy to have this conversation and geek out with you. Yeah, let's, let's do a lot of geeking. Because, <laughs> well, I'm not sure about you, Michael, but I used to be a really big geek, and maybe you and I still are that same geek. <laughs> Different kind of geek now. Different kind like, of geek. Okay. No longer Dungeons and Dragons and no longer computers, but now like transformational uh, leadership, uh, shamanism, mindset, that kind of geek now. Got it. Okay. You're a transformed geek. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So, so today I actually wanted to start off with a quote that you love and it goes something along the lines of something awesome is trying to happen and your job is to allow it. And I just wanted to kind of start off from that jumping point because it sounds like it's very prominent in your life of that very quote. Yeah, that is huge. And it's a summary of my philosophy that I came to maybe a year or two ago where I was exploring the sense of instead of me trying to make things happen, uh, the little me ha- like with all my little plans and all my egoic, like, oh, I need this to be happy uh, and just focused on results and something outside in the world this sense of there's all these little things, Uh, there's intelligence, and I'm learning to follow that. Sort of like how healing happens when you get a cut, it magically heals. You don't need to do anything to, for that to happen. You just need to get out of its way. Same thing I've found is more and more true, and I'm getting like better and better over time at actually experimenting with this and experiencing it, that amazing things are actually trying to happen for me, trying to happen for other people in their lives, as long as we stop getting in the way of it. Mm. And I think just from what you started from, my audience might be thinking, okay, cool. Like, (laughs) that sounds great. But how does that work exactly? Because if it has, if let's say, let's say, for instance, my dating life or my work life or whatever part of life they're struggling with or I'm struggling with. Like what, what kind of mumbo jumbo is he talking about? Yeah. One way to think of it is it's having more right brain, not just left brain solutions to everything. Like bringing in more of that um, intuitive, more of that spacious uh, awareness of a situation. Uh, another way to think of it is most of our great ideas come when we're not trying to figure something out. Mm -hmm. Like our great ideas don't come when we're at the computer, like just hacking away, hacking away, trying harder and harder and harder and putting more and more hours in. It comes when we go out for a walk or sometimes it comes when we give up and go home with the 
release the relief of oh thank god i'm just i'm just glad to be done with that and then the idea arrives mm-hmm. and i've especially noticed this myself in the area of relationships like when it's not the thing that i'm focusing on when it's not the thing that i'm trying really hard at and it's not like something i'm like intentionally trying to improve it tends to become a lot easier it tends i tend to get a lot luckier and cool things start happening when I'm not trying so hard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I know that for myself personally, I remember spending a lot of time on really, like what you were saying, trying really, really hard. Like, mm-hmm. like I think at one point when I was in college, especially, I was like, man, how does anyone get a date? How do those people <laughs> end up together? Because I'm like slaving away hours just starting conversations after conversations and it's it's like one thing keeps happening over and over again which is they keep saying no they keep saying or they might say yes and then they never follow up and then and, and then i was like wow okay so this is how much effort do i need to put in and you're kind of saying <laughs> you put no effort <laughs> yeah it's it's a little different than no effort because sometimes it occurs to me to put in a hell of a lot of work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think of it as putting in very little uh, extra thinking, uh, very little like existential effort. Cause there's the effort of like sitting here worrying, overthinking that's completely unnecessary and actually makes things worse. Uh, just as much effort as it actually occurs to me to put in. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, often it, it starts to look like the less that I do, the the better things go. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's not like unplugging and giving up is one thing cuz uh for the people who are really in the I have to work hard, like the people who are really in the mindset of results are a product of how much time and sweat I put into this as if there's like an equal effort. It's sort of like having a um, manual labor approach to all this territory, which is actually much more creative and much more complex and doesn't really fit a manual labor mindset. Uh, I find that when I'm able to sit with something and listen, like it's that extra skill of listening beyond what I want to happen. It's uh, actually like in the case of relationships, like some of the turnarounds that I had was actually pay attention to who's attracted to me or where is their chemistry happening? Even if it's somewhere surprising, like somewhere I didn't expect, even if it's something that's going against my plans of like what I thought I wanted or what I was trying to make happen. Uh, learning to recognize what's actually going on outside of my plans. Mm. And do you have like an example of something like this? In the sense of relationship, some of it has been actually like one of my ahas a long time ago was the difference between sort of mental attraction and uh, energetic attraction. 
Ooh, this sounds sexy. <laughs> yeah, it's hot. And it's, it's, it's two different flavors of hot. One is sort of like the mental hot. It's like, oh, that's, that's hot. Like, I'm thinking that's hot. And one is just like, whoa, this feels mm. hot. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I like that. Yeah, and the this feels hot, uh, that was at first really subtle. Like at first, that's something that I didn't even recognize to look for. <laughs> and the, like, the idea of hot is where we've got all the mental fantasies and um, like porn makes this worse, objectification makes this worse, where we have this idea of what's hot and we're just projecting it onto other people. We're projecting it onto relationships. And it's all just going on up here. It's not actually connected outside of yourself. And it's more of this just internal idea of what hot is supposed to look mm. like. <laughs> I, I, I totally relate to exactly what you're saying because for, I think, a lot of years, I was always going after these women who were supposedly hot. But then when I actually spent time with them, I was like, wow, I can never get those women in my life. And then I realized at some point, oh, that, like I'm not even really that attracted to them. It was just like what you were saying. I had that mental hot idea instead of, wow, I'm like really aroused by, by you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was like an attraction, but just in that like imaginary mental visual channel, mm -hmm. it's uh, how it's like finding the, that attraction, which is filling up all the channels. Mm -hmm. That's when it's really hot. Mm -hmm. And I started having experiences where I'd feel turn on with someone who I didn't think I was attracted to, but I'd be with them and be an interaction or something or just close to them. Sometimes it'd just be, I would notice my attention going to someone, whether I thought they were hot or not was independent. Mm. Of I experienced this. And I realized that there's this other kind of chemistry where I could actually feel turned on with someone and actually like feeling it in my body, like sexual turn on in my body and my energy. And my brain might be like wondering what is going on. I'm confused. This is not what I, this is not the usual kind of hot that I've been thinking about. And mm -hmm. I've been learning and learning to trust that the embodied turn on a lot more. Uh, and then there's like finding more and more channels of like, okay, relational channel feeling turned on in the relational channel, like being excited about the dynamic about like what's created with this other person. Mm, wow. This again, we're entering some sexy relationship <laughs> stuff right now. Mm -hmm. can, can you talk more about that? Yeah, it's, it's when you're in that, like, like, Oh my God, this is, this isn't just like in the moment, this is hot. Just like, um, this relationship, like something is being created greater than the two of us, where that is just, uh, it's, it's alive. And it has some of that erotic quality. It's not, it doesn't feel the same as like sexy, but it's still erotic in the sense of that much pull towards creation. Like mm -hmm. this wants to happen. Like this is just so natural. It would mm. be unnatural to resist this relationship 
forming and moving forward mm-hmm. and learning to follow it. And uh, also like learning to not try to then squeeze that into a mental channel like, oh, I know what kind of relationship this is. Oh, this is this kind of relationship happening. It's like trying to squeeze it into a box, especially trying to squeeze it into some previous label or experience of relationship that's like, oh, this is like this one that I had before, or Mm. this is like this one that other people have talked about. It's like, no, this is a living thing, this relationship. And the the glory of not knowing where it's going (laughs) and learning to follow it, to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Many of my best relationships, we would rarely actually talk about where the relationship was going, and it would be really difficult for us to put into words what it was. Mm. And these would la- these are relationships that lasted years. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so would you say, like, in, like, like in that instance, that? in a way where whenever you start defining relationships it make, it might even take away some of the aliveness then? It might. Um, if it, it can distract from it, like sometimes it's useful just to have some words cause we like talking about <laughs> things. <laughs> it's a way to point towards the relationship as long as we don't think that it is the relationship. <laughs> sort of like your name is Patrick, uh, but I'm not going to mistake you for your name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if I just knew your name, that's not you. Yes. Same I'm not thing. Patrick. <laughs> Let's just dive even deeper. <laughs> yeah. We could t- totally go that direction, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if you want to go in that direction because it might be a little bit of explanation. <laughs> I'll go anywhere. Some of the questions like, like how far do our listeners want to go? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well uh, so there's this question that I often hear women will say, or I've had women say this before, right? They're like, you know, I really like security. I really want to know that this person is serious. So I want to know where this is going. Like, have you ever had, have you ever had women say, hey, I want to know where this is going. What are we? Yeah, I've never experienced that ever before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is a fun, edgy thing that um, uh, I've liked talking about. And it's like, I've I've probably had the most impact by sharing this with a woman who got it, who then was able to share with other women. Because most women will hate me for (laughs) sharing this. (laughs) I've often experienced, and this isn't like generically about women, but like culturally, at least in America, um, there's a different kind of attachment that's all that's possible in relationships. There's this sort of like the sexual objectifications, like, oh, she's hot, I want to get her. Um, trying to, and there's an objectification in that way. There's another kind of a objectification where instead of sex or body uh, or status being the objectification, relationship becomes objectified. I realized that I was getting this experience of feeling objectified by women where they were trying to get a relationship. Mm. 
where I'd have some of those first dates, it became clear that they had like this checklist and they were, they were only going to spend time with someone who was going to give them what they wanted and they wanted to get a relationship from me. And especially like around uh, like lots of women who are like, they're just trying to find a husband or they're, they're just trying to find a, a father of their child. And that actually felt, I felt objectified mm. in that light in a very different way than women are objectified, not nearly as destructive as what women are experiencing and have definitely experienced a lot throughout the ages, but it's still a form of objectification. Like, I feel like I'm being used to, to, for them to get a relationship. Mm -hmm. I, it, and it doesn't feel like it's about me. It feels impersonal. I become this object for them to <laughs> achieve relationship. Yeah, and as, as I'm thinking about this right now, for some of my listeners, they might be thinking, it might not be that bad. <laughs> like, it might not be bad if I'm the object of someone who, someone's boyfriend or something like that. That could be fun too. <laughs> Within a more conscious container, it's fun to be objectified. An approach that I have to life more recently is I notice the things that are trying to happen because like, magical things start entering my world. Um, like new clients arriving, totally unexpected, contacting me out of the blue, um, a, a new lover that I'm, I've been connecting with recently and just an amazing relationship blossoming there. Um, and learning to uh, allow that, follow that, not be attached to anything happening. Um, but then at some point there's also, there's like this choosing to follow through and it's not, it's different than taking control, but it's like, okay, this is happening. Like if I get a message or I start experiencing something, like if I meet someone and whether it's a lover or whether it's a client or whether it's like a great new friend or something or a teacher to follow, um, I'll start leaning into it. And then there's this choice for like, I'm going to keep going with this. There's like this intention to follow through and to keep connecting. Because if I'm always going back to like, well, I'm not feeling it today, so maybe it's gone. Hmm. Um, I might, like, it's sort of like, it might be going to the trap of assuming that it's, that it wasn't actually happening. Mm, beautiful, be beautifully said. Yeah. So it's, it's like catching a wave and then like following through surfing the wave, but it's, it's not controlling because this is a trap that people will fall into. Something amazing will happen. Like they'll get into a great relationship and then they'll go into, it's like, okay, I'm going to turn this into my ideal relationship. Like I know what to do from here and they mm. stop following. They stop listening to what's trying to happen. This is why people end up in relationships for much longer than they should in relationships that are just no longer appropriate, no longer creating value. So you both need to choose to follow, like to like re-engage, like, yes, this is happening. And it's like, yes, this is amazing. I'm still a yes to this. And I'm going to mm -hmm. be proactive. I'm actually going to like start doing things in favor of this. This mm -hmm. is where like we start getting really active. This is where the hard work can come in. 
if I get an idea for a project and I get inspired and I spend a night like filling pages with ideas for all the things that I want to do, let's say I like want to write a book or something. If I'm just not feeling it the next day, that doesn't mean that I didn't actually want to write a book. It means that I have that opportunity to choose to follow through with something that's trying to happen. Cause if I don't follow through, it'll just disappear. Mm -hmm. There's so many book ideas that I've had that I haven't actually followed through on. Like, okay, this, this is amazing. This is amazing. And then I didn't choose to keep going with it. And I sort of missed that opportunity. And that's okay too. But <laughs> mm -hmm. acknowledging that it was something that was trying to happen through me mm -hmm. and that I can choose to follow any of those waves. Yeah, I think... Something when you were talking about it, something just hit me and reminded me of this experience where I, I so I like to do a lot of dancing, and there's this place that I go to oftentimes where we do this spiritual type of dancing. And I remember like just like, like getting, getting whenever I whenever I, I dance close to someone, I get that that feeling of ooh, I, I like I really am getting a message to spend time with this person. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, like, this person is nothing like what I normally go for, in a way. Like, where this person's not the person I typically would dance for for so long. But I remember there was this one moment when I was dancing with someone, and we were, we were like, leaning against each other, barely moving. And we were closing our eyes the entire time. And I remember, th I remember thinking, like, am I dancing with a woman or a man right now? <laughs> and I, I didn't know because I was so my, my energy in that moment was so into it and then later on I think maybe after an hour of just kind of standing there like barely even moving it was the weirdest thing in my life it was like why am I doing this with this person now I'm not sure if I had another experience with her again when we did that but it was just like whoa that was something completely new that just my energy just drew me into this. That's where it was taking and that's where she was taking it. It was one of the coolest things in the world. <laughs> yeah. Part of this is giving yourself permission to be surprised. Because mm -hmm. when you're not attached to what it's supposed to look like, what ends up happening is often surprising and often you end up going somewhere better than what you had planned mm -hmm. now that what, what that reminds me of, of what you just said is i'm not sure if you had this experience michael but have you ever dated anyone that you just were so madly in love with and maybe it didn't go well or maybe it didn't work out long run or whatnot and then you keep you keep finding those qualities in the next person <laughs> and then you try to well I, I, well I know I'm just talking about myself right here in this instance <laughs> you, you try to find those exact qualities in that person and and it's like they never really satisfy you because you're, you don't actually become surprised by them yeah I think for me oh, the degree to which I would do that is um, what would keep me from getting into the next relationship oh that I'd be looking for something that I was really, that I had become attached to in a mm. previous relationship. It's like, oh, I want that again. 
Ah. That would usually lead to me not being in relationship whenever I had that going. Wow. I, I feel like that was just, you just hit a bomb right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be, that might be a hint for anyone who's tr- really trying really hard to get into relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, there might be something you're attached to. <laughs> sure. So, so here's an example, right? So I'm going to talk about my, my own self. So mm-hmm. in, in my last relationship, my relationship was the lightest thing in the world. It was the most beautiful feeling in the world where it was just like us joking all day long. And I haven't really experienced like that type of relationship in a long time, but I'm like looking for that all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want that. <laughs> so are there certain things that you can look for though? That <laughs> that's just your preference or is it just, or, or are you kind of saying, be surprised by whatever, even if that last thing was, I'm getting really conceptual right now. <laughs> yeah. And actually, yeah, I will speak to that. Setting some, uh, in, like brainstorming all the things that you want in a relationship, uh, thinking, chewing on it a bit to like chew on like, okay, what are these are actually like must haves um, what are some of the, the absolute deal killers? Um, what are the, some of the things that you really, really want versus the nice to have? And setting some intentions for what you want in a relationship. And also looking through all that work with an eye for how much of this is coming from a sense of scarcity and how much of this is coming from uh, a potential for creation and inspiration. Mm-hmm. That whole process, that's really valuable. Uh, and it seems like a lot, like both myself and a lot of people I know who have found r- amazing relationships or created amazing relationships, I'd rather say, they've gone through that process and then they completely forget about it. Mm. Like so many times I've sat down with like a couple sheets of paper and brainstormed I like ideal relationships. Like what's my next ideal relationship or what's like the next ideal, like goddess, girlfriend, goddess, lover brainstorm. And I'll do that. And then I'll just set it aside and not think about it. Uh, And at some point I'll end up in an amazing relationship and I'll uncover that piece of paper and I'll go through and it actually matches. Mm. It's just like, Mm -hmm. Oh, my god (laughs) it worked (laughs) (laughs) but not because i was trying to do anything but Mm -hmm. there does seem to be some magic in like handing it off to the subconscious i think like letting the subconscious do the work but not trying to do any conscious work Mm -hmm. of like trying to make it happen because we tend to screw up things Mm -hmm. Um, especially when it's like really important and especially if there's attachment involved yeah. when we're intentionally doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like what we just discussed for the last maybe 30, 40 minutes was on some really juicy topics of, of creating an amazing relationship. And I think what you've just kind of told us has given me personally some really big bombs so I'm like, wow, that was awesome. 
when you create a relationship, are you like leading a relationship? Like how much leader leading is there for you in creating a relationship? There's a concept that I call the leading edge, which has helped guide me here. And it uh, probably surfing is a good metaphor for it. Like uh, I lead a relationship in the same sense that a surfer would lead a wave because it's really the artistically surfing. And it occurs to me as recognize when something is trying to happen, uh, embrace it, go for it. It's like, okay, if you're out in the water, you turn the surfboard and you start paddling, you get ready to get on the wave. And it's going with it in a way as if I intended for it to happen. Mm, okay. <laughs> it's I like, like that. It's going this way and that's perfect. <laughs> Mmm, beautiful. And it kind of seems like in a way you have some kind of control in how it's going to turn out. Yeah. In a way. Like there's a lot more uh, influence and there's a lot more artistry because it comes from embracing what's going on and from embracing what's going on, that's where like there's the, all the possibilities are. So even if... Uh, something is going badly. Like if I'm, since we're talking about relationships, like if I was a date that was going horribly, I could actually bring up, it's like, wow, it's like this is going kind of badly, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could even like have fun with the meta conversation of like, <laughs> it's like, what can we do here? It's just like, well, it's like, can we make it worse? <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like how can we make art out of whatever is going on? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think actually personally, I remember having one like really like what you were saying, like everything was going wrong on my date. And I remember making a comment like when we were in the car, I was like, hey, we could end this right now because it's getting it's going so bad. We could end it. He's like, ah. or, or we could go to this like Dave and Buster's and play some video games. Just like, hmm, <laughs> the only two options. So, well, let's do the, the video games. I'm like, Okay, but it's going bad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. How bad it was. But surprisingly, it actually worked out with this person. Like, like wow. Who thought that would have worked out? <laughs> like, never underestimate the power of loving what is. Mm. Uh, something that comes to mind, a, a woman that I dated for a, a little while, uh, early on, I remember this moment where... Um, I was like dropping her off at home and at her home and yeah, it's like she was feeling really vulnerable and she shared that like she felt like running away. She was like, really, I forget what we were talking about or in what direction she was scared, but she was triggered. And um, I invited her. It's like, well, you're free to like run away. If you want to like just open the door <laughs> of the car and actually run away. <laughs> And like that invitation, that freedom, it's like you're free to bolt <laughs> and like flee physically away from me. I'm not attached to us having a conversation or staying in connection or this mm. being amazing. That freedom that I gave her actually had her relax. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Like her system was no longer freaking out. And actually, like, f- she felt comfortable with me then. Mm-hmm. Well, that is beautiful, Michael. So if my audience wants to learn more about you and how they can create these other beautiful relationships, where can they go to find out more about you? Well, a natural place, of course, is I have a website, uh, which is authenticintegrity.com. And uh, anyone's free to send me an email. My email is michael at authenticintegrity.com. Okay, great. And if you guys want to have your conversation with Michael like I did, I would go ahead and sign up for a conversation or just send him, just send him an email. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not obligated to marry him or anything like that unless you want to. But I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure what he would say about it. Marriage proposals are welcome. Your, your chances are not that good. I'll let you know up front. <laughs> yeah. But he's saying there's still a chance. So <laughs> there, There's still a chance. <laughs> Wherever the energy is going, that's where it'll go. The line just came to mind. So you're telling me I have a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. Exactly. Yeah. Well, 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 thank you so much, Michael, for being part of this show today. I personally got a lot from this conversation, and I hope you guys did as well. And I hope you guys all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Ta-ta for now.